Welcome to Unity Talks, where the hiring experts of Dallas-based recruiting firm Unity Search engage in lively discussion with successful business leaders to dissect their careers and how they got to where they are today, the obstacles overcome to reach their success, and steps they've taken to stay at the top of their respective fields. So listen in as we provide you with the thought-provoking conversation and ideas that keep industries moving forward. And welcome back to another episode of the Unity Talks podcast. And we are going to jump in quick again today, just like we did last week. So no wasting time with a long introduction. We are happy to have our guest today, Angie Schlimmer, who is the VP of Tax at Varsity Brands. Welcome to the show, Angie. Thank you. Yeah, we're so happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Great. Well, so here's the thing. The first time I talked to Angie was just Monday (laughs) of this week. And man, she was a spitfire because she was so passionate about a specific topic. And a lot of times on this show, we meander and weave our way through a bunch of different topics. And today I feel like we're gonna stop down on one specific topic. And it Mm -hmm. was such a passion about getting young professionals, seniors and staff to network and get out of their comfort zone because what Angie has seen, and she'll go into this in way more detail than I have, is that with COVID and even maybe prior to COVID with people having their face in their phones, but with COVID it's accentuated the problem of how are we going to better develop our future leaders in America? And so two things, number one, She's a tax person through and through, but I think we can take this topic and broaden it to any professional field. Absolutely, absolutely. The second one is we may at times be painting with a broad brush. And so, you know, we're not trying to pick on specific people. It's just something that's on her heart and on her mind. And so we want to explore it. And so I'm excited that you're here. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I appreciate the opportunity to pass on something that uh, the professionals in the industry that I am, which is the tax field, something that we've noticed. But I do believe it's something that we're seeing in in all related fields is that that the the lower levels, there's such a demand for staff and senior levels in accounting, tax, and all kinds of industries that they can pretty, people can demand what they want. And right now what's wanted is remote work. Um, locations and and people want to be able to sit in their homes, probably sit in their sweats and work from the house and do what they do and very little interaction and and have the the comforts of home. Well, that's fantastic and and everybody wants to do that, but there are some downsides to that. And the downsides is that you're not building your network. You're not building your professional network. You're not interacting with others outside of your uh, immediate work, shall we say, mm-hmm. your your the personal relationships you're developing with your coworkers, et cetera, but you're not expanding in other companies um, outside of maybe even your, um, maybe you're in accounting, but maybe you're not interacting with what, um, maybe people over in supply chain, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So different organizational groups even. Yeah. Well, and, well, well let's, uh, let's start small ahead. and go a little bit bigger here. So even small, when you talk about um, your own department. So let's just take a tax associate. Have you found that it's harder for them to get to know each other over the past year and a half or so? Um, it is, but I won't, I won't say that we haven't managed to work effectively from home. I think that we have, Okay. and I think we've proven that we can work efficiently and effectively from home. We can, and I think we can build relationships and, um, 
I think I think we can do that. But what I'm trying to say is that when you're trying to do build outside relationships, so you're almost cold calling type relationships. So I don't know you, David. Mm -hmm. And how would I know you if I didn't? We don't work together. That's right. But we had a reason to get to know each other, and it's more of a networking type opportunity. Right. So I had to come out of my comfort zone and get to know you and say, oh, I don't want to sit at my my desk in my own home today. Mm -hmm. I wanted to come and meet you for a different reason. And what we're seeing is staff and seniors, because they're so in demand, they don't have to leave the comforts of your home to attend other things. So I want to encourage people for the benefits of doing that. The in-person networking events is what we're seeing a real decrease in. Mm -hmm. And so that people are missing the opportunities of such events. Yep. And the things that were the benefits of those types of things are you get to learn from others. You learn the professionalism. That's a, that's a learned thing, professionalism. You also um, increase your network in terms of who might help recommend you for a job in the future. Yeah. You might actually even be able to change professions, going from tax into uh, accounting or into supply chain because you've increased your network. You might um, learn of opportunities at a company or if you go to hire, you move up in a company, you might rec find that, oh, so-and-so is looking for a job, so I can hire them. So it's all that informal networking that helps you that if you're sitting at your desk and just talking to coworkers on your Zoom calls, these types of things you're not going to learn about and you're not going to benefit from them. And these are things that you've seen impact your career. Absolutely. So you're speaking from experience. Absolutely. This isn't just theory for you. No. Absolutely. It's it's what's helped me get from being a staff person in public accounting and move to the different positions that I've experienced and helped with today, where I am today. So so let's talk about your personal experience because I think people can learn from that and extrapolate that out and apply that to themselves. So currently you're involved. So tell us what you're involved in now, the, the group that you're involved in now and how you've leveraged that group to grow in your career. I'm a member of the board of directors at Tax Executive Institute. Now that is a professional group of tax professionals. Again, how boring is that, tax professionals, but it is a group of people that get together, we meet regularly, we offer um, CPE, which is continued professional development for the tax executives, but we provide these networking opportunities. We bring in accounting professionals that teach us that also want to sell us on things, but we get opportunities to get some free professional advice along with we learn about job opportunities, what's going on in the market, what's happening um, in Congress, what new bills are about to come out, etc. And I've been doing this since I was thinking about it on the way here. I've really been involved with this organization for, okay, back before the 2000s. So um, yes, um, a lot of years. And it has benefited my career dramatically. Okay, so what have you used this group specifically for? Like, have you faced a challenge in how you apply tax law mm -hmm. to your organization and you call someone from the group that I you do. met? I've 
often I'll send out an email to the people that I know from the group or the, the chapter officers, and I'll send an email and say, has anybody faced this situation? And I'll get back responses, and either people have faced it or not, and if they haven't, they may actually say, hey, I know who would be a great person to contact. They handle this all the time. So instead of just randomly sending a question out to anybody or several firms, I'll know the best person in the country that'll work with me efficiently, and that's much more cost effective uh, to get the best person who's handled it before in the country, because, I mean, fees matter. Mm-hmm. When you're working, running a tax department, the fees matter. And so if I can't get a spot-on answer, they'll tell me who can give me a spot-on answer for the best price. So I'm going to stop you on that. So okay. what I'm hearing you say, correct me if I'm wrong, what I'm hearing you say here is, so let's talk about your department, and it has a budget. It has a budget. And you were trying to apply that budget wisely. Yes. And because you've been involved in a group such as this, and I'm sure there are so many other groups across America within yep. the accounting and finance Absolutely. and tax and IT field that we can apply this to. But instead of having to go to, let's say, one of the big four firms, maybe yep. there's nothing wrong with them. We need them. Uh, and but, that's exactly right. But you're able to put something out there where it may cost you thousands of dollars. Instead, you're getting a resource for free. Resource for free. Or if I can't get it for free, they'll say, go to so-and-so, and they can answer your question with a simple email, a phone call or minimal research because they already know the answer. Okay, so I'm gonna take you to the next step here. Yep. Would it stand to reason then that if someone is not involved in that, they could actually make a business case and go to their leadership at their organization and say, hey, if there are dues and fees for me to pay to be involved in this, I believe long-term it is actual cost savings for our company. Absolutely. And, and then the, you get so much free CPE that you have normally have to pay for, et cetera, that it pays for itself. And I do know that every profession has these type of organizations, whether you're mm-hmm. an auditor or um, uh, risk, uh, what is it, risk management type organizations, legal attorneys have their own type of organization. So every profession has these type mm-hmm. of organizations. And my recommendation is if you're going to work remote, try to do a hybrid type uh, arrangement with Mm -hmm. your employer and then take advantage of all in-person networking opportunities that are available to you. Can I I take us back one second? Because I don't think we covered this. Why did you do this? Why did you get involved in a group? Was it a mentor? Was it someone saying you needed to do this? Or was it something you recognized in yourself that was like, you know what, I need this? It used to be such a privilege to get to interact with the people who had made it. Mm. That it was like, wow, if I could just get to interact and learn from these people and model them, Mm -hmm. because you wanted to climb that ladder and model, use these people as role models and mentors, et cetera. And um, it it was really considered, it was very held in esteem to get to join these organizations and become a part of them and become part of the leadership, et cetera. And I think we've lost quite a bit of that mm-hmm. as we've moved. I don't know how or what, I was but say, we, we've this, lost it. Is this a slow deterioration yes. over time? Yes. Or is this just like coronavirus happens? No, and- no, it's deteriorated. Um, 
and I don't know exactly, but we've seen a deterioration in the, the memberships of professional organizations mm -hmm. uh, pretty much across the board mm -hmm. and attendance. And it's because there's so much opportunity virtually. And you're and you're looking you're here today talking about this because you're looking down the field yep. at the long term impact of the future leaders in and, our organizations. Right? And I can see a deterioration in as I look at the the levels. I don't want to say younger people because it can be, you know, different levels or different ages. I can see a decrease in the professionalism uh, and um, a decrease in the desire to interact with people on a regular basis and also not an understanding of how much recommendations matter as you move up the ladder. Mm -hmm. It's not just your resume and it's not just your experience. When people get your resume for jobs, more senior level positions, they don't just look and see this job, this job, just this job. You also look, and when you're looking at a resume, I look to see, is this a well-rounded person? Not just did they work here, here, and here, but did they do volunteer jobs? Um, did they do mentoring programs? What did they take advantage of? And and maybe the person was just, maybe their background, not just, I shouldn't say that, but they've been in Big Four their whole career. But at Big Four, you can do all kinds of uh, other things. You can be That's involved right. in their mentoring programs, so many volunteer opportunities at Big Four, um, at Big Four jobs, et cetera. So, there's more to it than just sitting at your desk, whether it be in home or in a, you know, an office, and working for 12 mm -hmm. hours a day. Yep. And you need to reflect that, and your resume needs to reflect that, and your knowledge, uh, what should we say, you need a social network yeah. that will refer you and people can call and talk about you. Cause Make no mistake, phone calls are being made yes. to find out about you. Yes. When someone's going to invest, the, the amount of time and effort to hire you, phone calls are being made to find out about you and yes. see if someone can say a good word about you. Other leaders are always talking to other leaders Absolutely. about people. Just know this. You are getting talked about behind Absolutely. your back. And you want that to happen in, in a good way. Absolutely. And the thing is, there's so many things in our life that we cannot control. You can kind of control how Absolutely. other people are talking about you behind your back by the work product that you put forth by your own networking, which is what you're talking yep. about here, and by getting outside of your comfort zone. And I want to I pause one second because I almost say this at the very <laughs> end, but I want to commend you. I really do want to commend you, Angie, for... Um, so it takes guts. Ooh. What you're doing right now, it takes guts. And you can tell that you're working so hard to choose your words wisely because you don't want to push anybody away. And you can just... I mean, y'all can, listening to this, or if you're watching this, you can see the passion she has about this because she cares. I and do. I just, and I want to commend you for that, taking the risk and, and having those guts. And I like sitting at home in my sweatshirt with my dog. I ask anybody who's on a video call with me. My dog sits right behind me. Yes, Marcy knows. My dog's right behind me. She thinks she's part of my tax department. A video call happens and she's right beside me. I love it. But also, I know that there's a time and a place where I need to suit it up and get ready to go, go into the office and go to the events. And it feels so good to get mm -hmm. to work, to say hi, to meet people. And it's you, you get such an energy from that. Mm -hmm. And it's an investment that's well worth making. So how do we 
so let's let's talk about some advice here okay um, other than just being on this show and getting the message out there this way how do we get people to get outside of their comfort zone because that's a lot of what we've talked about is pushing people outside of their comfort zone and and sometimes people need that nudge right I mean we all want people yeah. who are we want people who are self-motivated like I'd love to hire an entire staff full of I mean just the most highly self-motivated high achievers Absolutely. there are that would be phenomenal um, and I think we have, all have achievers, but everybody has different degrees and some people need to be nudged a little bit and you don't have to nudge others. How do we help uh, staff seniors get out there? Well, okay, what I've done my whole career is encourage, highly encourage my staff or my department to attend events and say, hey, let's all load up and we're going to this luncheon and that luncheon. And the, we just made it, things we did and we went to luncheons we went to the afternoon sessions and if you build it in and and not not slave drivers i don't mean it like where you had to but we accounted for it in our day that we were all going to go to this session or that session or you guys go and i'll man the ship or whatever so that it was ex i don't want to say expected but no one stayed and, and had to work till midnight because of a, of a session. Mm -hmm. And whether we were going to a tax session or a tax session or an accounting session, we just did it. I mean, mm -hmm. and I think if we encourage people and we encourage the young people and explain the benefits and I, I think you just encourage people yeah. and say, hey, go get it done and then don't worry about if you have to come back you know, go home from there or whatever. Yeah. Try to give some incentives with some carrots yeah. hanging at the end of the stick. Yeah. Not okay, so so go with me here on this, okay? okay? And I'm trying, I'm, I'm going to try to make sure that people that listen to this don't roll their eyes at me. I really feel like I'm going to change the name of like key performance indicator to something totally different because it has such a negative connotation. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what I'm going to call it yet, but I feel like I want to change it Let's say that you're talking to a person who's a high performer that's a staff or a senior, and they come to you, and that's how you would like it. They come to you and yep. say, Angie, what's your, not, not you having to go to them, like, I really think you're going to be a high performer. So they come to you in your office, and they say, I really want to grow in my career. I want to climb. I want to uh, move up the corporate ladder. How can you help me? And you could highly encourage yes. them. Would it be wrong to, again, I don't want to use a KPI, but say, hey, I have an idea and join together with them and create a KPI for them that says, you know what, I want to hold you accountable because I do think that you can be a great tax leader or a leader in other fields yes, in absolutely. the organization. And so how about I do this? We're going to check in once a quarter and you have to go to one thing once a quarter. And that's that's something that I want to hold you accountable to. And that, that's something that a lot of people are driven towards um, achieving. They need, a, they need a metric to achieve something. Is that a fair way to do it other than just highly encouraging? Because you can, I highly encourage my kids to do things all the time that never get done, right? Well, I definitely think high performers that are on the track, and there are some at some companies where they have the the people that are 
on those special programs where they rotation. are moving the rotation yeah. programs, they definitely need to be required to do those networking opportunities because they need to be able to interact. So they should definitely be required. What I would do in my department is say, hey, I would really like you more as an opportunity mm -hmm. and say, I would really like you to attend with me and do it sort of like I used to view it back in, shall we say, the old days and say, I would really not, love. Not the old days. But no. it seems like it. Yeah. And say, come with me. I would really appreciate it if you would come that. with me and and just let's see what this is about. Yeah, let's do that. And and I would like to introduce to you, you know, to some of the the people that I've known for a few years, etc. And use it more as an opportunity to spend some one-on-one -on -one time, etc. Mm -hmm. um, windshield time. Drive with me. Yes. We get windshield time together. Uh, yeah, because we get to go to the event. Uh, I introduce you, and maybe you pay it forward to the next person. Absolutely. That's how I would do it. And I love that. That's the way I've always done it. Yeah. Until we had COVID. Right. And I think we've all gone back into cocoons and it's time to try to bring us bring it out. And what I my main point is that the staff and the seniors of every profession right now have all the leverage. They've got all the cards. And with the cards, they seem to want to be home a hundred and ten percent of the time. Mm -hmm. But do yourself a favor, long term, you need to be out and about and building your own network. It will do you good long term. And Promise. Here's, here's, what, here's what you're not saying. Okay, so I want to recognize what you're not saying because you're specifically saying staff and seniors and they hold the leverage and it's a supply and demand. What Absolutely. you're not saying is someone listening to this and going, calling me tomorrow and saying, well, David, hey, man, I heard the podcast. And here's the thing, I've got 35 years of experience and I feel like I've earned the right to sit at home and work 100% remote. And if those people have developed their career at that point in time where they have 35 years under their belt and they wanna work at home remotely 100% of the time, sure, you'd love them involved, Oh, but they're a 35 year person who wants to work 100% remote and if they can find that, then great. What we're focused on is your next future generation leaders and organizations. Absolutely. Okay. But never mistake the value of someone who's worked 35 years in the input and the wisdom that they have to offer. I agree. My gosh, would I like to pick their brain? I agree. I but agree. yes, they have, they've earned the right to sit at home. Okay. So we talked about um, highly encouraged. We've talked about if you're in a rotational program, that should be required. Absolutely. Okay? We've talked about windshield time and why don't you come with me? Yes. Okay. So what other ideas can you share with leaders who might be listening to this going, man, I'm, I'm buying what Angie's selling. This is good. What are some other tips that we may have? Is it like you mentioned for you specifically, and you touched on it here. It's like, oh no, this has impacted my career. Like I can get jobs. I have received jobs from being involved in this network and I've grown my career at a faster rate than had I would otherwise. It's not just about a cost savings. No, absolutely. it's not, but you've received jobs and you've helped people get jobs from this. Absolutely. You know, another thing that I've done that I think you can do at many companies is usually within the companies, there are um, volunteer organizations that the leaders are very involved with. Typically high level C-suite type um, leaders are involved with that if you have a passion for volunteer opportunities 
and you want to become involved with the volunteer. I know I'm taking a, a whole different swing here, a different, I like different it. direction. Yeah, let's do it. But this is good advice. If that's one of your passions, and maybe you don't want to go get involved with a, you know, boring professional organization, but volunteerism is one of your passions. Get involved with your volunteer organization at your work, and I bet you you will have lots of opportunity to interact with your C-suite. Uh, executives at at events if mm -hmm. they take it seriously and they're involved. I did that and was on uh, an officer at one of the volunteer organizations at one of the large companies I worked on and I had regular interaction with the C-suite officers and I never would have never would have dreamed it. Yeah. But because I was at almost every event and they sent officers to do, you know, the pictures and that type of thing. So you just never know when you're going to have opportunities, but you're not going to have them if you're at home. Yeah. And and I would never recommend to do something just to be seen. But again, it's if it's your passion, you may actually get an opportunity to network and yeah. be seen and hey if you're out there with an hr person and then that hr person gets to know you and then someone's talking and then you know it never hurts to have positive feedback about you and when they're talking about raises or bonuses or That's who knows 100 percent right? the yeah. truth you know there's something that i've said on here multiple times i always butcher it i feel like i butcher all these things but it's um one of them is if you want to increase your net worth, increase your network. That's okay? absolutely right. So you're a staff, you're a senior, and you associate with whether it's the C-suite executives at your own organization or involved in a tax group, you're increasing your network. And the other one is you're the average of the five people you hang around the most. So if you can increase that average and hang around higher level yeah. people, you're going you're gonna to learn better things. And a lot of what you're talking about is just how to look, hold, be, present yourself as a professional. Yep. Just just shining up that polish a little bit. Absolutely. Right. And that's something I think we all need to think about and consider since we've been at home and our sweatpants, sweatshirts, or our shorts and t-shirts for the past two years. And we've all got to break out of that. I, I don't I wear this when I work at home every day. Every day. I yes. know that you do. <laughs> I do. I do. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I think that is, um, I love that. Uh, so I love the advice that you're giving. Um, this applies to everything, right? Everything. I mean, we talked about it. It's not just a tax thing. Nope. You're, you're speaking to any leader of an organization and you're speaking to any person who just graduated and they want to climb in their career. Absolutely. Do you think that the supply and demand, because you've mentioned that a few times, it's the demand, the staffs, the seniors, they hold all the leverage. It's just the demand uh, of people needing that talent for their organizations. Do you think that the if the supply and demand was a little bit more equitable, we would still be facing this? Let's say that we're not so lopsided as we are now, but we're a little more even. Are I, we still facing this? I think so because we were noticing the impact of it before. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that we'd gotten a little bit, I think we were already noticing a difference in priorities with, okay, I don't want to, I didn't want to do this, but I think we were <laughs> noticing it because of the differences with the generations. I think we were starting to notice it. Um, and but I do think that's why we need to emphasize that the networking 
regardless of your age, there's benefits to networking. Mm -hmm. And and learning, regardless of your ages, learning from other people, that's why I love the different events because I can learn from someone who's just graduated from college as well as I can learn from someone who's worked uh, maybe as many years as I have. You know, so you, you just, it's great. Hey, look, I am 100% with you on that. I, I think, you know, we have a young lady who knew who knows you more than I know you, who's talked to you a few times. She's sitting behind camera and I can learn from her just as much as I can learn from you. Yeah. They're just different things. Different things. But I can still learn from them. So why, I, I like being associated around people who are at her level because I get to learn different things from them as well. Yep, exactly. Well, I love it. Angie's been great today. So we're going to be wrapping up here in a second. So if you could think of the three uh, most impactful takeaways, um, benefits to people involving themselves and getting outside of those comfort zones, how would you summarize those three most important things? Number one, you get your network to uh, get referrals to help you get jobs at the higher levels. You will need people who know you, can recommend you for positions that will help you. Um, maybe also when you need to hire people, they will help you tell you about candidates, etc. And then you will, um, what did we say? You can also get free advice. People and then they can help you walk you through position. You know, just I talk to people and say, how do I handle this position? You know, this this situation I'm dealing with in my department. So you can get good advice from mm -hmm. people, and then uh, what else? Well, it's the overall professionalism. Right? The professionalism that is what I one of the things that I from I can't say it was a we, but I was a young starting out young out of college, et cetera, and it did help me learn how to behave in different environments. Well, I'm not going to let you off the hook so fast. So, you know, I've said that I talk about it with my girls. Um, I have two girls. Well, you have a son and a daughter. Yep. So you're facing this in your personal life and you see the impact with them, right? That's why, yes. And they all said, no, we don't want your job. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so what advice do you give them? I'm sure you share this with them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then I do say, you know, Dan, make sure to tell my son, make sure you wear a collar when you're on a video call. Do not wear a baseball cap. And, you know, I try to pass on advice to, to be professional, regardless of the fact that we're in COVID, we still need to have standards and, and pass on the things that I see and insist on professionalism yeah. and give advice. Like do that. you at least make sure that as well his video is on I, that's Instead a, of the blank screen. That is losing battle. It depends on what standards are enforced at each person's company. Yeah. And like at my department, we have video on. Yeah. But if certain companies, they don't insist on it, they go by what their bosses insist on. Mm -hmm. You know, we're so we're a recruiting firm, right? And so we have a lot of bold, big personalities. So everybody wants their video on. It's not even, it's it's almost like it's not a standard. It's like we want it on because yeah. we're like checking out the backgrounds like, oh, what's that back there? Yeah. What you books know? are you reading yeah. in the oh, bookshelf, like et cetera? Bring, bring the dog on camera. Yeah. We want to see the dog. You know, that's how we are. But I can see how certain departments, I mean, I'd imagine 
tax departments a little bit more reserved than a bunch yeah. of recruiters or an IT department, right? Could you imagine oh, that? Oh, yeah. No one wants their camera on. So I think trying to set a standard in a department is a great idea. I love the thought of, you know, having a collared shirt and no ball cap if you want to present yourself a certain way yeah. within an organization. Probably more impactful in a larger company than a smaller company because yeah, exactly. you're so intimate in a small company to begin with. But a larger company... You know, it's probably a little bit more impactful to behave that certain way, right? Yep. Angie, thanks so much for being here today. I hope this was as enjoyable for you as it was for me, and I know our listeners as well, <laughs> as she wipes the sweat from yeah. her brow. I uh, love that. You've been great. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us today. Appreciate it. Everybody who is listening to this, whenever you're listening to it, whether it's two weeks from now or two years from now, you know, we are coming out of COVID times, but this problem is not going to stop. And so I really appreciate you bringing it to the forefront. And for leaders listening to this, I mean, I really do think it's important that when you identify someone on your team that has the ability to lead a department and an organization, we need to highly encourage them to get out of their comfort zone because the path for them is too bright not to. Until next time. If you're looking for the next step in your career or the missing piece for your team, Unity Search has you covered. Whether it's finance and accounting, tax services, information technology, or human resources, Unity Search is here for you with experienced and dedicated hiring professionals. Reach out today and take the next step. Unity Search, placing you first.